Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. You know that one of my favorite things to do is to get into the science. The science of how our bodies work, the science of body weight, the science of just what impacts our health and the food that we eat and all of those things. With that said... There is a tendency to take in more information than you implement, dramatically more information than you implement. And so before we get into today's conversation about the link between weight and inflammation, the link between being overweight and inflammation in your body, I want to challenge you to listen to this from the standpoint of behavior change, not from the standpoint of accumulating knowledge. Because I do think that it helps a lot to understand how the body works and the impact of certain lifestyle factors and the impact of food on inflammation and how that impacts weight. I do think that that understanding can help with behavior change but not just by osmosis, right? Not just because you heard it, not simply because you know. So at every point, I want you to be asking yourself, is this something I can implement? How and when? What will I do and when? Because I don't want this to just add to your body of knowledge without changing your behavior. It's very important. It's a perfect example of how my motivation has changed over the years. Food for me used to be all about its impact on my weight, right? Is this going to facilitate weight loss? Might this lead to weight gain? And that's how I saw everything. And if I was in a place where I didn't care if I lost weight or not, or I wasn't pursuing weight loss, either because I didn't need to, or because I was just in a funk and didn't have the the focus or the drive to lose weight in that season, then I could eat whatever, right? Because I saw food and really movement from the standpoint of how it impacted my weight. And the way that that has shifted is I understand now that it's so much more than that. I mean, one of my big driving factors, and we'll talk more about reasons in a little bit, one of my big driving factors is energy. I hate feeling exhausted, 
Another big driving factor is how my body feels. My body physically doesn't feel as good when I eat poorly, and my body feels a whole lot better when I eat well. And that has a lot to do with inflammation, but of course, it has to do with other things too. Understanding the link between excess weight and inflammation, how excess weight drives inflammation and what that means and why that matters really helps me make better choices. But that is a a conscious effort and not something that happens automatically when we learn. So keep that in mind as you listen to this. When we talk about inflammation, it is important to distinguish between acute inflammation and chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation, as you've heard me reference before, is really important. It is critical for our healing, for our recovery, for our survival. That is, you know, you get poked in the eye and your eye swells up. You get stung by a bee on your hand and you have some swelling around that bee sting. That is acute inflammation and it happens after an injury. It's a temporary response. But chronic inflammation is this just slow, constant burn. Not a literal burn, right? But it's just this slow, ongoing, always present inflammation where your body is always in a state of high alert. And that, that chronic inflammation, is what is really dangerous to our long-term health. That chronic inflammation in most people, is triggered by many different things, not just one. So we have all of these different factors in our lives triggering this chronic inflammation that is leading to truly causal of many different disease states. Some of those many things are food, not just what we eat, but how much we eat, stress, lack of sleep, Toxic exposure, toxin exposure, Uh, maybe that's in the perfume that you wear or the skin products, the makeup, the shampoo, the lotion, all of these things where we're introducing toxins, could be your laundry detergent, lead to this chronic slow burn of inflammation. In other episodes, we've talked about the link between inflammation and anxiety, inflammation and depression, inflammation and neurodegenerative disease, inflammation and cancer. Today, we're going to talk about the link between our body weight and inflammation, specifically excess fat and inflammation. What we know for sure, this is demonstrated in humans and in animals repeatedly, if you are overweight or obese, immune cells start to penetrate your body fat and they are reacting to the presence of excess fat. And that in and of itself is the introduction of this chronic inflammation. So even if you are eating well, even if you are exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, managing stress, have a home that is largely free of toxins and toxic exposure, just being overweight drives inflammation. There is a lot of research out there that not only describes obesity as, you know, certain percentages of body fat or weight being such relative to height, 
But there are definitions of obesity that actually include inflammation now because these things go hand in hand. Because when we see excess weight, when we see obesity, we see inflammation. Obesity is a state of chronic low-grade inflammation. And that inflammation causes, causes, that's an important word, causes different metabolic disorders ranging from insulin resistance to type 2 diabetes, blood pressure issues, cardiovascular diseases, and also, in some cases, cancer. This is directly from medical literature. I'll link some resources in the show description for those of you that like to geek out on on some of the studies and some of the findings. But I think that word causes is very important for us to know and understand as we go about making choices and as we consider our, our weight. Because there's you know, I talked about this in a recent episode that there has been this trend about kind of embracing your body. And I think that you can accept and appreciate and value and be kind to yourself about your body, but also understand the importance of physically being in a good state of health. Physically being in a good state of health because excess fat tissue drives inflammation. The fat tissue itself becomes inflammatory, absent of any other issues, because of the way the immune cells in your body react to excess fat. And this inflammation, it's interesting because for so long we've looked at obesity as a driver of all of these different illnesses, right? Uh, Whether that's cancer or it's heart disease or it's autoimmune conditions. But for a very long time, we didn't really know why. What is it about excess weight that has this impact or specifically excess fat? And now we understand this isn't a theory. This is demonstrated. It's inflammation, It's the fact that immune cells react to the excess fat and you create, as a result of carrying that excess fat, a state of chronic low-grade inflammation in the body. I thought this was an interesting statistic. And again, you can check out uh, links and resources in the show description. Diseases related to chronic inflammation account for 50% of deaths. That's crazy. We know that losing weight decreases inflammation and increases your sensitivity to insulin. We know that. We see that. Weight loss decreases inflammation and increases insulin sensitivity. So what is happening when we carry excess body fat, whether it's in the overweight category or in the obese category, which really doesn't matter because some of that is based on your height, which can be kind of silly. But you know, you know, we all know when we look in the mirror, if we have an abundance of fat on our body beyond what would be considered healthy or what we feel and we know in our gut is healthy. Your adipose tissue, which is your fat tissue, becomes pro-inflammatory and secretes chemicals called cytokines that drive inflammation. And on top of driving inflammation, they impair insulin signaling. That's why there's this close relationship between excess fat and insulin resistance. Another way of a lot of people have struggled to understand insulin 
And another kind of very related way to think about that, impairing insulin signaling means increasing carbohydrate sensitivity. So many people believe that they are overweight because they're so carb sensitive. No, you're so carb sensitive because you're overweight. We know that as you lose some of that excess fat and also as you put on muscle mass, you restore your insulin sensitivity, meaning that carbohydrate sensitivity gets less sensitive, right? You are better able, your body is better able to metabolize carbohydrate in a timely fashion. And people who feel like, oh, I'm so carb sensitive, as they lose fat, as they build muscle in any combination, they become less sensitive to carbohydrates because they are more sensitive to the action of insulin. So to just kind of summarize where we went there, as I know sometimes the science stuff can be a little hard to follow, Body fat produces pro-inflammatory cytokines. And in addition to those cytokines driving chronic low-grade inflammation, they also impair insulin's ability to signal, which means you are becoming insulin resistant no matter how long it takes you, right? It's a it's a progression over time. It happens faster in some people and slower in others. And that Impairing the signaling of insulin means you're more sensitive to carbohydrates. There's something else that happens with the presence of excess body fat. Concentrations of the hormone known as leptin tend to increase. Leptin, this might confuse some people because leptin is our satiety hormone. So you would think, well, If leptin is increasing, isn't that a good thing because I would feel fuller sooner? Well, no, because as the concentrations increase, we become resistant to it. We lose our sensitivity to it. Now, again, just like with insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity, this happens at different rates in different people. So for some people, they might experience this effect earlier on as they put on weight. And for some people, it could take 5, 10, 15 years, but it really doesn't matter. It's happening. It's absolutely happening whether you notice it or not. This leptin resistance means that as you carry more fat for longer, you just don't have the same satiety signals that you used to. The other thing that's fascinating, so as you have more fat, your your blood levels of leptin increase, leading to leptin resistance and not feeling those satiety signals. But the other thing that happens as you carry more fat for longer, and this is dose dependent, so the more excess fat you have, the more of an, of an effect this has, your levels of adenopectin decrease. We talked about leptin. Now we're talking about adenopectin. Adenopectin has anti-inflammatory properties and decreases these cytokines. So when we have less of this adenopectin, we have less of an ability to moderate inflammation. So multiple things are happening that increase inflammation and decrease our protection from 
inflammation, decrease the things in our body that control inflammation. So this is a double whammy. On the one hand, you're seeing these pro-inflammatory cytokines increase, right? And you're seeing your anti-inflammatory cytokines decrease. The other thing, we talked about leptin increasing and how that has an effect on satiety. We talked about how the pro-inflammatory cytokines impair insulin signaling. Well, one of the things that improves insulin sensitivity, insulin responsiveness, is adenopectin. Well, we know adenopectin is going down. Adenopectin is protective from inflammation and also makes us more sensitive to insulin, meaning more carb tolerant, among other things, right? It doesn't just mean more carb tolerant. It means other things as well. And that's going down. So we're getting hit from both sides. And you might be wondering, why? Why does the immune system react this way to excess fat? We know that the body sees not, you know, healthy protective levels of fat. We know that women need fat in their breast tissue. We know that women carry more fat around their midsection. That is good, right? And if you if your body fat level goes too low, your body doesn't like that either. Your body is a brilliant machine that wants to keep you healthy. So if you don't have enough fat, your hormones go bonkers because you need that for reproduction. You need that for hormones. But if you have too much, the body says, oh, no, something's off here. And it begins to disrupt your metabolic processes and it triggers this danger, danger signaling from the body known as your inflammatory responses. These cytokines, which are these pro-inflammatory molecules, they go to your fat tissue because they perceive that something is wrong, because it is. You're outside of the range that your body needs for optimal functioning. These cytokines, these pro-inflammatory molecules, also go to your liver. They go to your pancreas. They go to your brain tissue. And you start to see changes in the protective immune response of your body. There is a decrease in your T cells, which are protective immune cells. And your immune system then reacts to that and goes, oh, geez, we have less protection, so we need to ramp up our immune response. And so it's this vicious cycle that feeds itself that fortunately we can do a lot about by burning that excess fat tissue and also building muscle, which is protective. To go back to the impact of this chronic inflammation, we talked about how 50% of deaths are essentially caused by things that started as chronic inflammation. And I personally feel like that that number is a little low. I think it's higher than 50%. Systemic inflammation increases your risk for blood pressure issues, blood sugar issues, cholesterol and other lipid issues, kind of We can lump that together and call it dyslipidemia. It increases your chances of developing type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, 
anxiety. And it kind of begs the question, is this a chicken or an egg situation? Is inflammation leading to weight gain or is weight gain leading to in- inflammation? Is excess fat causing the inflammation or is the is the the inflammation causing the excess fat? And the truth is, it's both. That's why I said it's this vicious cycle that's impacting lots of other things, our protective ability, within our body, our sensitivity to insulin, our satiety signals, they're all connected. Very little in the body happens in a silo impacting just one thing. It's all interconnected. And if we have a problem in one place, it is going to impact other things in other areas. And as that problem develops, it's going to create another downstream problem. But what we know now more than we have ever known before is that these are inflammation issues. And that when we tackle inflammation, we improve a ton of other things that we historically haven't known are inflammatory issues. So what do we do? We understand that this is not just an aesthetic issue. It's not just a matter of what size jeans you wear. It's not just a confidence issue. It's not like, oh, I can just love myself as I am. Yeah, absolutely. Love yourself as you are and do everything in your power to get healthy as hell, right? Where I want to start with this, not because this is the most important thing, but because this is something we've been talking a lot about lately, build muscle. This is shown to reduce inflammation. When you lift, you release myokines. These are chemical messengers that are anti-inflammatory. And what's really fascinating is for a long time, scientists didn't know, is this this pro-inflammatory or I'm sorry, anti-inflammatory response just from movement and exercise? Or is it actually from muscle tissue? And we know now that it's muscle in and of itself, even if you're not exercising has anti-inflammatory properties. Muscle cells, we see this in isolated studies, and again, I'll put links in the in the show description, are capable of anti-inflammatory actions all on their own. And on top of that, exercising muscle cells directly counters pro-inflammatory signaling in your body. That is just one of a ton of benefits of having more muscle mass. Muscle mass is protective from injury. It is protective from uh, bone, associated bone changes, bone changes associated with aging, things like osteoporosis, osteopenia. On top of that, the more muscle you have, the more tolerant you are to carbohydrate intake. Because your muscles have receptors for insulin, that means the more muscle you have, the more responsive you are to insulin when blood sugar goes up, and the less likely you are to store or convert and store sugar and carbohydrates as fat. So lift, build muscle. I actually, we did an episode with Morgan a couple weeks ago. Morgan's one of my trainers who I just think is a genius and an incredible coach. And he and I are putting together sort of a primer for people who are either beginning in trying to build strength or they've been out of the game for a while and aren't sure where to start based on their age or their limitations or their resources. Uh, So stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking more about that and, and might do like a early access 
uh, sort of thing around Black Friday. So stay tuned for that. We're going to make it like a 30 day thing. It's going to be super affordable. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. Another thing that you can do to combat inflammation is spend time outside. There are anti-inflammatory properties associated with vitamin D, which we can generate when we get sun exposure. On top of that, it's been shown to lower cortisol, and that helps to moderate your body's inflammatory response. And of course, we have to talk about the nutrition side of things, because from the nutrition side of things, we do two things. We can impact the burning body fat piece, but we can also impact the not adding to the problem piece, right? Because when we overeat or we consume processed foods or lots of sugars or uh, seed oils, trans fats, those things drive inflammation. There are foods that also have anti-inflammatory properties, things like omega-3s, that if you increase your consumption of that, and you decrease your consumption of foods that are pro-inflammatory, even if you aren't losing weight, you are contributing to the solution. But in doing so, in avoiding the things that drive inflammation, you also support weight loss behaviors. But it's important to note that overeating in and of itself, no matter what you are overeating, drives inflammation. So I think there are a lot of people who make the shift to cleaner eating, but they're still overeating. And that is an improvement, but it's not necessarily going to get you to where you need to go. On the nutrition front, you hear me say this all the time because I hear a lot of time from clients like, oh, there's so much misinformation. I don't know what to eat for weight loss. There's more that people agree on than they don't agree on. So focus on mastering the things that are generally agreed upon as truth in terms of don't eat much sugar, if any. Limit, minimize or eliminate processed foods. If you just focus on those couple of things, most people are going to really tremendously benefit from that. There's not anybody out there arguing that overeating is a good thing. So you can focus on that. Minimize or eliminate sugar, eliminate seed oils, trans fats, minimize processed foods. And then from a supplement standpoint, looking at inflammation more than looking at supplements that drive weight loss, because that really weight loss is going to be 95 percent movement and nutrition. Relief Plus is a supplement that I like. A really good omega-3. There's a lot of crappy ones out there. I'll link mine in the show description. It's really interesting as well from the nutrition standpoint. I don't know if you knew this, but ketones are in and of themselves anti-inflammatory. Now, does that mean you should follow a ketogenic diet? I don't know. I don't know if that aligns with the way that you like to eat, and I don't know if it aligns with your lifestyle, and you don't have to forever follow a ketogenic diet. Maybe you incorporate some fasting, and I don't mean like a typical, people who say that they fast, but it's really just that they have dinner at 7 p.m. and they have breakfast at 7 a.m. That's kind of standard. Uh, I, I don't feel like you're getting into an overnight state of ketosis in most cases with something like that, but if you were to do a couple of days where you have a prolonged fasting window or uh, obviously hormone issues notwithstanding here, but maybe you do a couple of 24-hour fasts a month, that is not enough from the standpoint of somebody who is carrying a lot of excess weight, but you can go in and out of periods of ketosis to generate 
a benefit from ketones without following a ketogenic diet and just eating, you know, cheese and beef. Another thing that helps to reduce inflammation is cold therapy. So that could be, it doesn't, people say, well, I don't have a cold plunge. You don't have to have a cold plunge. I know that lots of companies have popped up to capitalize on the research being done around cold therapy. Take a cold shower. At the end of your hot shower, finish it up with two to three minutes in cold water. You can absolutely get the benefits of cold exposure without having a cold plunge or drive into the ocean to jump in. You can do cold therapy and sort of progress to your own comfort level in the shower. This topic is so important, if for no other reason, then we need to have many reasons. I think it was in episode 903. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's 903. I talked about you have to have many reasons. They have to be strong reasons, and you have to revisit them often because it's not enough to just want to lose weight so that it's more fun to go clothes shopping or so that you don't mind being in pictures or so that you don't feel so self-conscious. You have to have many strong reasons. And for me, the impact of inflammation in my body is a huge factor that impacts my food choices day to day. That It might not resonate with you. But it might. And if it does have many strong reasons, revisit them often, often, not just when you hear an episode, but journal about this. Come up with a plan for reducing your inflammation and maybe taking two or three of the ideas and strategies that we talked about and turning them into habits. Maybe you start with one at a time. Maybe you're already doing two of these things and you're going to add a third or a fourth. Body weight matters. It does. We can still be confident at any size. We can love ourselves at any size, but we can't pretend that carrying excess body fat is of no consequence because it's just not true. We know that excess adipose tissue is pro-inflammatory while also suppressing our anti-inflammatory properties within our body. We know that excess body fat impairs insulin sensitivity and decreases sensitivity to leptin, our satiety signals, even if you aren't currently noticing that now. And maybe what it is is you just don't know what true leptin sensitivity feels like. You know, you think like, oh, no, I get full sometimes, but that doesn't mean that you're sensitive to leptin. It just might mean that all you know is leptin resistance. So there's lots of different things that we can do. If you are listening to this and you are carrying excess weight, it's not hopeless for you, even if inflammation has been raging in your body for the last 10 years. There's so much we can do and we can tackle it from both sides. We can tackle it by both losing weight, losing body fat, and also putting on muscle. We can tackle it by supplementing directly to reduce inflammation and also losing weight to reduce inflammation. We can come at it from multiple angles. There's so much more that we can do than we can't do. 
have many reasons, make them strong, revisit them often. There is a lot happening. Your body is so brilliant and it wants you to be healthy. It doesn't want you to have too little body fat and it doesn't want you to have too much body fat. It wants you to have a healthy inflammatory response, but you're going to have big problems if you have an overactive inflammatory response. Your body is always looking to keep you in a healthy zone. And when you are not, you're going to create downstream repercussions from that suboptimal state of health. So inflammation drives excess body weight, excess body fat, and excess body fat drives inflammation. But there is a ton that you can do. Lifestyle, spend time outside, reduce toxin exposure, swap out clean products, in your house, build muscle, and then build muscle, and then build muscle, and then build muscle. Supplement appropriately, clean up your diet, work to overcome patterns of overeating. There is so much you can do and you do not have to do all of it. I do not recommend trying to do all of it right out of the gate. I recommend identifying one thing you're going to focus on and give it a month. And then add something else. One thing at a time, the fastest way to create change in your body and in your life is slowly. If you want to dive into some of the science on this, I'll link up uh, a few resources in the show description. Another great resource, if you just like to nerd out on this stuff, go to PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D, PubMed.gov, search inflammation and body fat, inflammation and obesity, and you will find more scientific literature than you probably have time to dive into. But I'll link up a few resources in the show description. If you have questions about this, let me know. Keep your eye out for uh, this strength and fitness fundamentals primer that Morgan and I are going to be talking more about uh, because I know there's a lot of you that want to get started with building strength but aren't quite sure how or you've been out of the game and you feel nervous about how to do it safely or within the physical limitations that you have. So we've got something coming for you on that. If you've got questions about it, let me know, but I'll be talking more about it in the coming weeks. Everybody have an amazing day. Commit to do something Even if you aren't carrying excess body fat, you probably have chronic inflammation from something else. Commit to doing something to support the reduction of inflammation in your body today, and you will be doing something for your long-term health. See you tomorrow.